you may have realized that being healthy feels different than it did in the past now that you're over 50. If you want to maximize your health potential but don't have time to read through overwhelming pages of Google links, this is the show for you. Welcome to Healthy Tips After 50. We love doing the research, finding solutions, talking to health experts, and learning what works and what doesn't. Now, your host. She spent the last 25 years dedicated to feeling her best and is here to share her best findings with you, Susan Rosen. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Susan Rosen. And today I have uh, another special guest. I only have special guests. (laughs) And um, her name is Dr. Right? Marnie. Hill Fadarara, Fadarara. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Okay, good. Phew. Um, <laughs> so welcome, Marnie. It's, um, it's a real pleasure to have you here. Well, thank you, Susan. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Ah. And let me tell everyone a little bit about you. Sure. Um, Marnie is a, an award-winning and celebrated author, speaker, and educator. And we'll talk about some of that. She earned her doctorate in education and completed postdoctoral studies at Harvard after a very successful and rewarding 35-year career as a high school special education teacher with 12 years as a university adjunct professor. Marnie's life was forever changed after experiencing numerous trauma-induced STEs, spiritually transformative encounters. Marnie's 2020 Best Books Award-winning spiritual fiction, God Came to My Garage Sale, excuse me, is prominently endorsed by James Redfield, best-selling author of the Celestine Prophecy series of books. In addition to her speaking engagements and various writing endeavors on embracing spirituality after surviving domestic violence, narcissistic abuse, and parental alienation, Farrero is a contributing author to numerous anthology books, and Marnie's latest prominently endorsed book series is entitled True Deceit, False Love. Mm-hmm. All very exciting. Yeah, actually, books two and three are coming out this week. Oh, my God. This is book one. This is book one of it. So the True Deceit, False Love series. Oh. And um, But yeah, books two and three, I just heard from the publisher this morning, Um, They'll be released this week. Wow. Yeah. Wow. How neat. Yeah. How neat. And, and just as an aside for everyone to know that Marnie lives down in the Caribbean. Yeah. Yeah. I moved here three years ago after retiring from my teaching career, but also to get as far away from my abuser as possible. But, you know, I'm in a beautiful area and just am so happy in the Caribbean. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I bet. I bet. Yeah. No, you look happy. I am happy. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So let's, um, let's talk a little bit. You, you, really made a huge transformation and, and kind of, and I say this in a wonderful way, upended your whole life, Mm -hmm. just kind of threw it up and, and in the air and said, okay, how's it going to come down? Um, What maybe, you know, just give us a a little, little more information and, and tell us what it was that, that kind of pushed you to doing that and, and, to 
really jumping into the this area of of writing and spirituality and so on and so forth. Sure, sure. I'm happy to share that with you. Um, I spent my entire life, basically, um, until I was, I think it's like 57, um, in the Chicago suburbs. So I grew up in Lake Forest, Illinois, and I went to college in Illinois, did all my advanced degrees in Illinois, raised my family, my two beautiful children in Illinois, and um, I was about um, I was about two years away from retiring after teaching special ed high school um, in the Chicago suburbs for 35 years, with 12 of those years as an adjunct professor in the curriculum department at Northern Illinois University. Oh, wow. And so I was very, very busy with my, my family, even though my kids were adults at the time. Um, I there was kind of like a defining moment where I really knew that I needed to leave my marriage after 27 years. And, um, you know, it was a very scary thing to do, but I, I knew I had to do it um, just because my values of honesty, goodness, compassion, um, kind of working together were very, very different than, than my spouses at the time. And, um, and I had had red flags my whole marriage, honestly, even before, before I said, I do, um, just like many of us, I, I, but I was just so driven to have a family and to just sort of live the American dream and, you know, work as in a career I loved and raise a family. Um, so I just ignored so many red flags, so many, um, immoral, um, unethical behaviors that, you know, I just ignored it, you know, and, um, just like a lot of people do a lot of men and women find themselves after many years needing to Mm -hmm. make a change. Um, even though it's hard, you know, and it oftentimes, I mean, I love your podcast in that it's, you know, after 50 and lots of times it is after 50 that our light bulb moments happen. But anyway, I, um, I chose to do that and, um, I lost everything. I mean, and if anyone, any of your listeners or viewers have experienced domestic violence or narcissistic abuse, and and then eventually it was parental alienation was a big part of it. Um, you lose everything. So the the ex spouse makes sure that you are homeless. You know, I believed our house was paid off for over ten years. Now it was in foreclosure and taxes weren't paid. And I mean, even though I we both had very good salaries, his was double mine. Um, and uh, but you know, he was using our money elsewhere, not for our family and not for our house, definitely. So at, so I found myself really, I made this decision to leave, um, which I I knew there would be consequences. I mean, I didn't have any idea that the, the abuse would ramp up. And for years, even now, I'm still being taken to court by the ex-husband, even though we had no minor children, you know, they, they just are so obsessed with you, even if, um, you know, you've moved on and, and they've moved on. Um, you know, my, my ex, I think, is even engaged to our next door neighbor, <laughs> who we 
who I lived next to for 15 or 20 years or something like that. I don't know. I mean, then I could care less about that. You know, they probably deserve each other and, you know, whatever. (laughs) But, but the thing is, um, you know, they don't seem to move on. They want to keep kind of, you know, stalking you and harassing you. And, you know, it's very hard for them with their own inadequacies and, and, you know, the fact that someone left them when they're trying to keep up this false image of, I, you know, perfect family, perfect house, all that. Um, when really that all kind of got exposed by him more than anything. Um, but, you know, anyway, they, they do just continue to harass you. So when I, I ended up um, in a wonderful partnership with um, a very, very good friend, and he and I decided to um, travel the world, which we did. We spent oh, wow. a month in Thailand. And I, you know, I know that you, your best friend is from Japan. So you have some, um, or a good friend, you know, from your yeah. childhood or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah that, you know, it, just experiencing other cultures and other people and other lands and mm-hmm. definitely other foods is so much fun. So, and we spent a month in Israel and a month in India. And then we also would just hop on a plane and we would travel all over the United States. Um, you know, um, but we just had so much fun with that. And so we knew we wanted to, when my retirement, you know, uh, when I finished, you know, cause I still had a couple more years of teaching, um, and, you know, he timed his retirement at the same time, we chose to move to the Caribbean, uh, because he's an astronomer and a scuba diver and mm-hmm. love, and okay. I love the ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the sun. I love the, um, warm weather, although, you know, spending a lifetime in the Midwest, I always enjoyed the beauty of, mm-hmm. of the seasons. And, um, you know, so it wasn't like I wanted to escape that at all. I just love that. In fact, when fall rolls around, I sort of miss, you know, the campfires mm-hmm. and, you know, the pumpkin patches and the beautiful mm-hmm. fall leaves. But you know, we can we can always go somewhere and experience that. So anyway, in the midst of losing everything, mm-hmm. I ended up having to have yet another garage sale. And um, but this garage sale was a little bit different than anything else I had ever experienced, gone to or given. And, you know, I was, it was a very low point because, you know, you're pulling everything out from your house. You know, I knew I couldn't stay in our home. Um, There were, I had to get rid of a lot of material possessions. There was no way I had no money. I couldn't afford a you know, to just move to another house and bring these items or whatever. And, you know, um, even though in the divorce decree, it's, it said that I got everything or whatever that, you know, he came and took all sorts of things, which is fine. I was very happy to let him, I actually, I just said, take anything, take anything that you want. Okay. You know, the bottom line was I, I did not want to be with this person at all. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, but, but anyway, I was left, of course, with, with uh, you know, having to get the house ready for the foreclosure mm-hmm. short sale or whatever. And, um, and so I had a garage sale that changed my life. And at this garage sale, there were just miracles that happened. 
you yeah. know, and mind you, I have an atheist background, uh-huh. um, slowly as an adult towards my fifties, I embraced religion and God and, you know, did a lot of reading myself actually became a lector in in a Catholic church for six years to, to just learn about the Bible and learn about, you know, is there something more to this earth? Uh You know, is there a divine source somewhere? Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. um, but I was shown that and, and, you know, so it prompted me all these different experiences prompted me to um, attend IONS meetings, which is International Association for Near-Death Studies, and learn oh. about the afterlife from uh-huh. the point of view of people that had died in a car accident, um, you know, or in a hospital mm-hmm. um, operating room or something yep. like that. You know, even I met some people that were murdered and, and wow. you know, but that we're able to survive that, yeah, yeah. come back. Um, and so all that research, hearing other people's accounts, as well as my own experiences, just, I was, I was just um, encouraged, you know, to write about it. So I wrote the spiritual fiction uh-huh. that came to my garage sale and it won the 2020 best books award. Um, it was prominently endorsed by James Redfield, who wrote uh-huh. the self prophecy. And right. then just last week, I won another award right here um, with the five, um, a five star review. And they, they, it's an award and they give out stickers for that. And so wow. that, that was pretty exciting. So, so that was like my journey into writing. I had finished mm-hmm. the book before I moved to the Caribbean. Um, and then, uh, after, you know, and I had always kind of just to put my thoughts together about my domestic violence, I always did research and writing about that, Mm -hmm. but then, you know, just, I really kind of took it to another level and, um, many of the people that actually provided advice that I would follow on YouTube channels or, you know, researchers Uh that are very familiar with parental alienation and domestic violence Mm. and narcissistic abuse. They endorsed my books. And so I have just, you know, on my website, which is the title of my spiritual fiction, God came to my garage sale.com. I'll put that in the show notes for people. Oh, sure, sure. And you could go and look at the various books that I've been involved with. And and then I got involved in anthology books, which was a Mm. lot of fun for me. I Uh I met so many wonderful people. So those anthology books, for those of you that don't know, are books that uh, someone puts together with a theme and then... um, they have contributing authors that contribute a chapter. So that was uh-huh. a yeah. lot of fun, you know, connected me with some amazing people. I did five anthology books, you know, in the yeah. last couple of years. And uh-huh. I, I thought, okay, I'm done with that. You know, I have my four book, True Deceit, False Love series, but I did just recently sign up for one more anthology book because I absolutely love the person who is putting this together. Uh-huh. And 
And I love the, the topic is called, it's called passing the pearls and it's about Ooh. our, our wisdom from our grandmothers. And I'm going to actually oh. highlight my, my late mother who, oh. um, our paths were very, very parallel in many ways. And my light bulb moments, putting the pieces of the family trauma together didn't really happen until, you know, 2022. So in my sixties, you know, I've really come to realize, Hey, everything is really connected. So Mm -hmm. that is pretty much my journey, how I made it here to the Caribbean. Wow. Wow. I know it's a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. No, but it's, but it's so interesting. I, I, I always love hearing people's stories. And that's one of the reasons why I love doing the interviews because um, it's, they're always, it's always like all these breadcrumbs Mm -hmm. and people just kind of follow the breadcrumbs and everything starts to come together. And pretty soon they've got a loaf of bread, right? you know? Um, But it takes so much time. It takes going through so many challenges and dark times to get to the the realization of, you know, um, coming into your own, Mm -hmm. you know, and seeing the light. And, you know, I finally feel like I'm, I'm there, you know, at that point, of course, I'm always learning and growing and open to all new experiences, but I Uh really feel I've turned a corner in many ways. Yeah. Oh, no, it, it, it sounds like it. It sounds like it. And you're, you're, um, just how you show up in life. Mm-hmm. I, you know, is so open and um, I can't think of the right words, but, but anyways, you definitely are, ref- have, are reflecting all of that. Yeah. Um, well, it's important know. to take care of yourself, well, um, but, you know, and, it, and, you know, we all go through different stages in our lives, but I think it's, you know, um, as we start to follow the bread comes, like you said, and, and mm-hmm. put that loaf of bread together, yeah. then, it, then it, you know, then you start realizing your, your own passions, your own path and purpose. And, and you start self-actualizing. And when that happens, it's hard not to show it externally mm-hmm. or internally. I'm exactly the same person as I always mm-hmm. was. I was always a happy person that believed in Uh love, goodness, honesty, you know, and compassion. And so I didn't change that, but I just released a lot of Uh, negativity and, mm -hmm. you know, toxic situations, family and friends that, that just were there, but just, um, not very positive in my life. And, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and, and that's very hard to do because you feel connected to people, you know, you are connected by your family tree, but you can also be connected by trauma bonds. But, you know, at some point you realize, Hey, I I don't want to put up with this anymore. I don't need this anymore. And I'm not being selfish and thinking that I'm better than them or anything like that. I just know what works for me. And I want to live in happiness and peace. And I am so, especially after the last couple of years, I am just, I'm, I I just don't need the drama and the trauma. I don't need it. I just want to live a happy life. And, you know, I'm here with a wonderful person in a wonderful place, wonderful Mm -hmm. time in my life, you know, um, it's time. 
it's time. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and, um, I, I, I totally understand that. I mean, I have my own stories and uh-huh. we all, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and you're absolutely right. You know, you have to, you have to put yourself first, but I wasn't ready. You know, I went last year, yeah. even yeah. a few months ago, I wasn't ready, but I, I'm ready now, you know, and yeah. it takes a conscious decision to say, okay, enough is enough. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. I need to, I need to live a happier life. And, and when you release negative people and situations mm. that just aren't serving your highest good, it, it opens up your heart and soul and mind yeah. to having wonderful experiences and, and meeting some fascinating people. And that, that are more, you know, that are more like-minded with you and, and more enjoyable and, you know, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. honesty is such a big factor for me. And I had, you know, I didn't realize I surrounded myself, you know, in my life um, with such dishonest people. And, mm-hmm. and I just, I can't, I don't, I, I don't want to tolerate that anymore. I mean, uh, this, this value of mine is the number one value you know, and of course, I believe love is the number one vibration. And that's what I'm about. And mm-hmm. so I finally am mm-hmm. shedding the shedding the the chains that were binding. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I, I totally agree. I mean, I was just thinking that just, you know, a minute or two ago, that that everything is based on love. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so much so much of the negativity in the world is is from people who just don't even know you know they they don't even know what it is to be loved no no there's some people that are really. not wired as empathetic loving human beings you know there's so much yeah. corruption and deceit and and oh, yeah. you know malevolence you know even within our our own circles um you know where people are you know, like uh, valuing things mm-hmm. that that are not what it's all really about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I've been so thrilled to to hear and follow and read people that have had near death experiences because yeah. um, all of them, every single one, comes back saying that it's all about love. That that is the vibration that's the highest. And mm-hmm. you know. Um, and it seems to make a lot of sense. And, and that's what I feel like I've always been about. And, and for whatever reason, with my own childhood traumas and, you know, my own intergenerational abuse, you know, I, I kept on being a people pleaser and I kept on overgiving and I kept on accepting people in my life that, that were not positive or just, you know, allowing relationships or situations to continue way past their expiration time. But mm-hmm. it's because of my own, you know, um, childhood traumas and wounds, you know, core wounds. Right. But, you know, learning and part of this, my writing, which has been so neat, I've gotten mm-hmm. to meet just amazing people. And, and many mm-hmm. of them are the ones that have endorsed my book. I could, I mean, there's a huge list of them. So I would encourage your listeners maybe and, and viewers to maybe go on my website to see, yeah, who, who did endorse her book. But uh-huh. some of those people just, you know, 
made a lot of sense and they were part of, you know, me putting the pieces of the puzzle together Mm -hmm. and, um, and, you know, I need to practice what I preach, you know, if, if going no contact is healthier, um, I need to cut some ties here and go no contact and, you know, just, um, Mm -hmm. and and it's been just the best thing for me that I, that I have, you know, um, done that. And, and of course, people that, have are malevolent or have narcissistic tendencies or, you know, um, that are very, I don't know, you know, just negative judgmental or whatever. They want to keep the chaos going. They want to keep aging in you. They, they don't want to let you go because you're like a source of supply for them. They love the drama and, and the trauma. And Mm -hmm. I, I just don't, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally get that. Yeah. Yeah, I have somebody. We're not going to get into it, but I have somebody in my life. Same. So, so maybe it's just synchronistic here, Susan. Maybe there's no coincidence that I'm talking about this to get you or maybe some of your, you know, audience to think, okay, maybe I have a similar situation, and maybe Mm -hmm. it's time. Yeah. Oh no, I, I, yeah, no, no, I, my, my time was. Oh my God, I don't know. Fifteen years ago, twenty years ago. I mean. I cut it off. Mm-hmm. Good for you. A long time ago. So yeah. you were very strong. I I had a long ways to go. I had a lot of learning to do before I could get to that point. Yeah. Well, that's not to say that that it that the remnants didn't take a long time to right right. There's always the work out of my system. Right? Yeah. There's always the aftershocks. I yeah. I am really hoping that you know some of these negative people in my life can just move on now and go, go pick up someone else. And, you know, that yeah. you need to engage with, you know, I don't need. Yeah. yeah, no, exactly. Well, and you know, they, they will because they're not getting anything now. Right. Right. They're not getting any energy from you. No. And I'm moving on. I've got so much oh, going yeah. on with my four books series. Yeah. Um, yeah. Books. I don't have the books yet because they're coming out this week, but yeah. um, books, let's see one's green. I got to put it close here because I have a green screen, but um, yeah. <laughs> books two and, and three of true deceit, false love also uh-huh. Don an abuser with a mask on and, and the mask is slipping because that's uh-huh. kind of what happens. Um, but the first book in the series were terms and phrases, actually 15,555 terms and phrases uh-huh. on domestic violence, narcissistic, wow. parental alienation. The second book is acrostic poetry, which I have actually done my entire life where you put a word vertically and then you, you write, uh-huh. you know, um, information or emotional responses to something related to that word. And um, that was very, very healing and something I've, like I said, I've done my whole life. So acrostic poetry came very naturally to me. And then, and then the third book is a survivor's workbook for other people that if they find Mm -hmm. writing to be an avenue that could be healing for them, Mm -hmm. then this, this workbook, they're going to be, they, they can't be sold as a set. I'm with 
um, Balboa Press, which is Hay House Publishing. Oh, uh-huh. they, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know Hay House. Yeah. Oh, yeah, very. Yeah, well so they yeah. don't put out sets, um, but they that you can actually pick up the books together. And you know, if money is tight, which it is for so many people, the e versions of these books are only three ninety nine. Wow. You know, and, and the pay, and they're just paperbacks and fairly small. Um, the, the first book in the series is $15 and 55 cents. I kind of went on the play on, on the numbers. Um, but my spiritual fiction, God came to my garage sale. Um, that's 1199, but it's found in bookstores across the nation, actually internationally for $10. Wow. And, but again, you can get the e-version for $3.99. So uh-huh. it's very reasonably priced, you know, to pick up if, if that, if a survivor's workbook would help you. And then I do have a fourth book in the series, um, which I'm working on right now, which is free verse poetry. Oh, how neat. But, you know, I'm just sort of doing that when I feel like it, because yeah. I, I live in the Caribbean and I've enjoyed my life here. Yeah. Um, in my surroundings, but I, I want to spend more time enjoying my life. So yeah, yeah, just living life. Yeah. Oh, no, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And not, um, you know, as, as long as the books and everything don't take you back into the right, right, right. No. And they as don't, long as they're a, they're a tool to move forward. They are. They're like a release. Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and also for my alienated adult children, you know, if they choose to at some point figure out what happened and want the truth, they can look me up and they can look up my books and say, wow, you know, mom really did love me. And, you know, I knew that because I knew her into my 20s. But, you know, they can put the pieces of their own journey puzzle together. They'll, They'll figure it out. Yeah. And, you know, and if it's not in this lifetime, it's not in this lifetime. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, they know how much I love them. So that's, that's not uh, anything that was different than it was from the day they were born. So, but they can look me up and they can, they can see what I talk about and, and, and maybe put the pieces of the, of their own journey puzzle together, like I said. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But, um, but no, this, um, this has been actually very releasing and definitely moving forward at some point. I mean, I have, of course, a lot of um, speaking engagements and book right. signings and podcast interviews and uh, TV appearances, which is new for me to be on TV. Uh-huh. But um, that's all coming together because I've met so many neat people and somehow Mm -hmm. my topics resonate with others you know a lot of times domestic violence is something that um people just don't want to talk about they kind of keep hidden because of shame and guilt and and fear fear is a big thing I mean and the abusers want you in a perpetual state of fear um Mm -hmm. but you know um at some point um you know, I can move on to some other things. I've yeah. never, ever been at a loss of something to do or somewhere to go. So, yeah. you know, I've yeah. never been someone that ever found myself bored or anything like that. Yeah. Oh, I, no, you don't seem like that type. No, there's no. always, there's always something to do. Yeah. Some yeah. place to explore. Yeah. Well, and I think the other thing that that's important for people to understand is that domestic violence isn't just physical violence. 
Oh yeah. No, my, and, mine only became physical at the end, um, which yeah. was devastating in itself. I probably should have reported it, but uh, there were a number of things. I actually tried, tried to get the authorities involved in a few, you know, other, other kind mm-hmm. of activities that were happening. And, and, you know, not, not, not everyone wants the truth. Um, even the authorities, they, and, and the court systems and everything, they don't necessarily support um, victims and survivors. So, you know, yeah, yeah. People... I've always, I've learned that goodness and love will prevail. Justice doesn't always, but goodness and love will prevail eventually. So yeah, that's what's yeah. important. Well, I'm not a revengeful is, person. I'm not. No, out. no. The the just the justice system isn't isn't any happier about dealing with all these things, right? Sure. Than anyone else, and they can hide a lot better. Mm-hmm. Close their eyes and look the other way. Yeah. Unfortunately. Well, eventually, truth yeah. prevails. It does. Yeah. It it does absolutely, absolutely. You know, and um, you know. It's, what can I say that the what comes to mind is is that you becoming yourself, you know, really just becoming this mm-hmm. other person oh, yeah, who yeah. was there all along. Oh, but yeah. you but you know you hadn't been able to let it out. And that's I hate to use this word because I know it's not correct, but it's kind of your own revenge. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't I like don't mean, I don't like the word revenge. No, I, and I'm, I don't, I'm not a fan of that word revenge no, either because no. that's certainly not anything no, of no, of no. the makeup of who I am as a person. Uh, yeah. But I think um, the the consequence uh, for people that are loving and good mm-hmm. is that you get to live a happy life free from yeah. the abuse. That's so right. that's what it is, and, you know. And they're not. And, no, they have to live in their own world yeah. and navigate their own things every now and then there are people that that you know come to realize hey maybe I shouldn't have acted that way um you know one person that comes to mind that that had a revelation um and also had the skills and ability to to do something with that revelation is Dr. Sam Vaknin um he is a self-proclaimed narcissist he's from North Macedonia and Um, he is a professor of psychology and he is, uh, anyone that follows anything, domestic violence, narcissistic Mm. abuse, even parental alienation, they know of Sam Vaknin. And he ended up writing the foreword to my first book of the series, False Love. Yeah. Uh So, but he is someone that in his previous life was extremely abusive. He knows that he's still a narcissist. He's one of the few that will actually, you know, that got diagnosed because these people don't think anything's wrong with them. They are above the law. They are, they believe they're superior to anyone, anyone and everyone. And they, you know, that's just how they operate. And, and Dr. Vatkinen, he, he does realize that he still has these tendencies. It's not like you can fix these people, but his awareness has really changed his life and his beautiful, beautiful, wonderful, very intelligent wife, um, Lydia. Um, she is, she is also his publisher. 
um, they really get it. And so he's able to self-actualize, you know, and move from this. But I would say the majority of people, they have to kind of live in their own little world. And, you know, they can get more victims. They can, you know, I mean, think of, think of that. You know, I'm a loving, good person, very honest. And I, I was completely snowed by this, you know, but part of it was also my own, um, issues as well as my own dreams of wanting to have children. And so, you know, I wouldn't trade my journey for anything, you know, even though there were so many challenges, so much emotional and, and then later on physical pain, um, you know, I have these two beautiful children as a result. And even though I'm alienated from them, being a mom was like my greatest joy. And so I got to experience two decades of being a mom and, and, and uh, providing so much love and, and guidance and fun and, you know, trying to help them be the independent and the best people that they could be. So So I really had the best of all worlds, I think. Yeah, no, that's, and I think the important part is that you realize it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, bottom, bottom line. And I'm spending the rest of my life with my best friend who gets it too. Yeah. He really gets it. Yeah. Very supportive. Very honest. Oh, that's wonderful. Very, very you know, uh, just a wonderful partner but also, and and so very intelligent. So I'm always learning from him as well, but we just make a good team and, um, you know, and have a lot of fun together too. Uh In fact, this afternoon, we're going to get out on his sailboat and, you know, just hang out in the, in the water and the ocean. Nice. Yeah. 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 No, that's, that's great. That's great. So maybe we should probably wind up here. Sure, Um, sure. Yeah. So what, um, what in, in one sentence or two sentences, would you tell people, um, I don't know, not necessarily just what to do. Maybe, maybe it's more of, of what to look for, you know, what, what to, and and then, and then what kind of what to do, you know what I mean? It's, it's, well, there's, there, those are, that's very, uh, two different kind of questions. Yeah, so, you right. know, definitely what to do is kind of reflect on your own life mm-hmm. on what your values are mm-hmm. and what you have gone through and where you would like to be and start moving and making steps towards that. And, and little steps are the best steps. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, things don't just happen overnight. You know, you, right. you know, you, you need to kind of put the ball in motion. So yeah. I would say, you know, what to do, just kind of look at your relationships and your situations and your job and, and your health and, you know, just all of that. And, and just make an inventory of where you're at and where you'd like to be and what steps do you need to take to get to that right. to achieve your goals, you know, and, and reward yourself when you accomplish something and, and, don't be so hard on yourself, you know, because we have a tendency to just be like, Oh my God, I should have known that. Or I should have done this. If I only done this, then this would have been better. We can't go backwards. We can only go forwards, but living in the present is, is very important. And then thank you. Yes. That's my, that's my favorite. 
uh, living in the present and being mindful. Definitely. Um, You know, we can't change the past, you know, we can't control the future. And so we can only kind of control ourselves and where we're at. We can't control other people and and what might happen, you know? So, um, but then also some parting words to your audience would be, you know, Hey, we all have had challenges. Um, all of our stories are unique and we've all been through a lot, whether we've shared it with other people or not. Um, but if you handle these life's challenges with love, honesty, compassion, and goodness, Mm -hmm. then you will move towards a more positive outcome for yourself. You know, it's kind of like we, what we put out there, our intentions is kind of what gets realized. So if we are very negative and only see the dark, that's all we're going to see. But if that's we, all we're going to get too, right, right. So if we see the possibility of um, a positive, happy life and move towards that, that's what you'll get as well. Mm-hmm. So handle yeah. life's challenges with love and goodness. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you. Well, that's that's it, it's working for me. Yeah, no, it's 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 working for me too. Good. So I I agree. I totally agree. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we will we will wrap this up. Um, sure. I'll say my usual, even though we didn't talk much about medicine or, or medical things, that this is that I am not a doctor. Neither. Well, you're a doctor, but not that kind. No, um, I mean no. So actually, we don't diagnose. We don't. Right. You know, yeah. offer legal advice or or yeah. emotional suggestions no 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 we you, you are not a doctor but I'll tell you I'll tell you Susan your podcast is fantastic and I've really enjoyed tuning in to the various guests that you have and and the different topics that you have on being healthy after 50 and so actually even though we didn't talk about medical things our our mental mindset has a lot to do with our physical health. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Totally. Totally. I, I mean, much more than than any than than most people think. I right. Mean, it's just. Right. It's in- incredible. Yeah. <sighs> so, anyways, okay. So I'm not a doctor. This is not medical advice. And if you are having medical problems, please go and see a doctor. And that's about it. So thank you so much for being on. I really enjoyed sure, it. Sure. It's um, been a real pleasure. Well, thank you to Susan. get to know thank you. you so much for, for, you know, taking an interest in, in my books, true deceit, false mm-hmm. love. And like I said, people can follow me. Um, I'm not on social media, but yeah. um, my website, www.godcametomygaragesale, which you said you'd put in the show links. Um, you know, that's where you can find me and see what I'm up to and read about different books. And, and I also try to promote other people's work as well, you know, to, to kind of mm. open other people's eyes to, okay. you know, there are some neat people out there with some great advice and, and yeah. great resources. Yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, so, okay. So thank you very much again. Really appreciate you being on, on the show. Great information for a lot of people. 
Wonderful. And for all of the rest of you out there, I will be talking to all of you very soon. This has been Healthy Tips After 50 with Susan Rosen. To stay on the cutting edge of the most effective health strategies, subscribe to this podcast and let us know what you thought of the show with a comment or like on iTunes. Visit healthytipsafter50.com for this episode's show notes, more resources, and free offers.